Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. It's an absolute pleasure to be with y'all tonight, Tuesday night here on Spotify Live, uh, talking all things Houston Rockets, draft. We've got a ton of news, rumors to get into. We want to do it with all of you uh, here Uh, in Red Nation. So if you are going to join us here on Spotify Live, if you would like uh, to talk all things Rockets, hit that request to speak button. We're bringing you up on stage tonight. Uh, We do have a couple of prospects to break down, uh, but we also have uh, some new news to go over that we want to make sure we get to as clearly and as concisely as possible. There's some Eric Gordon news uh, floating around out there. Uh, there's top three in the draft talk. We've got Raphael Stone giving an interview, saying some really interesting things about KJ Martin. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. It is a uh, very exciting time, I would say, as a Rockets fan. Um, <laughs> it, it, it honestly, it's scary, man, because you you look at, Let's let's get to the prospects first, and then let's get to the the news. We'll give people some time uh, to file in here uh, on Spotify Live. So the two prospects that we are slated to to talk about tonight, uh, both Auburn guys. Uh, the first being with what most people are projecting is going to be the number one overall pick, um, and that is Jabari. Smith, however, there is a lot of news and rumors swirling around that Paolo Boncaro could possibly go one, potentially go two. Um, there's now CBS Sports has the Rockets taking shade on Sharp, the shooting guard out of uh, Kentucky at third. Um, and be mindful that this was updated uh, yesterday. So... Uh, at 5.15 Eastern by Matt Norlander. So uh, interestingly enough, he's got Chet Holmgren falling all the way to fifth uh, for the Detroit Pistons. But let's stay on topic. Our last uh, part nine of nine for our 2022 NBA prospects breakdown. Can't enough for joining us uh, for all of the prospects that we've broken down. It's going to make Thursday night that much more exciting. Uh, But let's talk Jabari Smith-Auburn. Uh, last year, he averaged 17 points per game, seven and a half rebounds, two assists, shot a ridiculous 42% from three. Um, today, um, one of the ESPN uh, insiders, I'm trying to think, I, it was Jay Billis, I believe, 
uh, said that Jabari Smith has a little Kevin Durant to him. It's so funny because I'm fairly certain that one of the co-hosts of the Dream Take, myself, has been uh, calling Jabari Smith, uh, reminds me of Kevin Durant. Been saying that for months, so that was pretty cool today. I'm pretty sure that means that Jay Billis listens to uh, the Dream Take, so mazel tough to him. CBS Sports notes that Jabari Smith's size, frame, shooting stroke, shooting range, and defensive potential um, make him likely to hit and hit big. He checks essentially every box. The only reason I have him below Boncaro is I feel Boncaro has more it factor, uh, but he loves Jabari Smith. I love Jabari Smith. If I had to bet whatever money I have left in the bank, um, after filling my Honda Civic <laughs> earlier today, um, I would bet on Jabari Smith going number one to Orlando. I think he's a cannot miss prospect at 6'10, uh, 220 pounds. He's prototypical uh, what the NBA is striving to be like over the next seven to 10 years. Um, I really don't think that there's much more to be said about Jabari Smith. Um, you know, it's a, he speaks for himself, man. I mean, 42% from three is is unheard of, um, especially at his size. Um, so I love Jabari Smith. I think he's going number one. Do I think that there's an outside chance that the Rockets stay at three and have a shot at Jabari Smith? I think it's possible because, but it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, there were multiple reports today, and I'm going to use the word reports and rumors because for a lot of what is being thrown around right now, that's all it is, is rumors and what some people are hearing through the grapevine. And one of the, the stories today was the fact that if you ask the top three prospects, which most people would feature Chet Holmgren, uh, Paolo Boncaro, and... Uh, Oh, God. Uh, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith has long been rumored to want to go to Orlando. Chet Holmgren speaks fairly highly of his time uh, trying out for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Paolo Boncaro, for Rockets fans, knows that he's been linked to the Rockets, the infamous lunch meeting. And then on the same, later that day, the Rockets trade Christian Wood. Um so there's a high likelihood, if I had to make a bet, that's how the draft is going to go down on Thursday, is yeah, there are stories out there that the Rockets are looking to move up to two or one to try and secure Paolo Boncaro because Oklahoma City really may take um, Paolo Boncaro. I, I don't think they could go wrong doing that. And look, you know, the, the newest hot story in the last hour is that the Rockets, per Raphael Stone, if they stay at three, that they're going to have their chance at a fantastically amazing basketball player. It's true. He, he's not wrong with that sentiment. My problem with that sentiment, and there's so many people, you know, that are so high on what Raphael Stone is doing. Uh, I, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not going to lie to Rockets fans, you know. The, the money I get paid, it's a podcast, and, and give my uh, thoughts on what I see within the Rockets organization is raw and real for the most part, right? I don't love what Raphael Stone has done. There are people out there that love what he's done. They love what he did last year in the draft. 
They love what he's done in free agency. They love what he did with the James Harden deal. They love what he did with the uh, Christian Wood deal. Well, all he's done in those two deals is free up cap space and accumulate draft picks, and he's given away two pretty damn good basketball players in Christian Wood and James Harden. Like, that's how I see it, right? Now, the Rockets picked up pick number 26 in this year's draft in the Christian Wood deal. Okay, so my thing is, what is he going to do with those picks? That's the big question. We'll get into the the interview that uh, he gave today here in a little bit. Um, If you have any thoughts on Jabari Smith, hit that request to speak button. We'll bring you up on stage. Uh, The second guy that we want to break down here tonight, um, to be honest with you, is a a fan favorite of mine. Um, And that's Walker Kessler out of Auburn. Now, the thing about Walker Kessler is Walker Kessler is not going to set any records in the ES or in the ESPN. Um, in the NBA, he's not going to be a guy that's going to put up numbers that are staggering. He's not going to put up numbers that make you go, wow, we got Walker Kessler. But I'll tell you what Walker Kessler can do. He can defend the rim and he's a damn good defender. And last year playing in Auburn, he averaged 11 and a half points a game, eight rebounds and assists. Uh, he's not a great free throw shooter, which is not great news if you're a Rockets fan. Uh, but this is a guy, depending on what happens, I would say with what the Rockets plans are at 17. Because I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's a high likelihood that they are not picking at 17. Whether they move back, whether they move up, um, I don't feel like they're picking at 17. So if they don't pick at 17, you start thinking to yourself, okay, if they go Boncaro at three, which I believe that they're at this point betting money on it, I'm saying they're going Paolo Boncaro. What do they do with 17 and 26? If they stay at 26 and they trade 17, let's say for a a win now type player, which I would be a massive fan of, at 26, if Walker Kessler is there, it may be between him and a guy like Khalifa uh, Diop or Jop from Senegal. I'm higher on a guy like Walker Kessler, who I feel like is ready to play now. I honestly feel like Diop or Jop, as some people have pronounced his name one way or the other, is going to be a, a draft and stash type player. I think the Rockets could use a guy like a Walker Kessler, who's 7'1", he's 250. I don't feel like he's going to get pushed around at the next level like Shangun has at the five spot. Um, Walker Kessler is being mocked anywhere from low 20s to mid 30s. I know that's a big range uh, for a guy, especially, you know, during draft season. But that's as that's as honest and as upfront as I can be seen in my research what I have found to be where I believe he's going to end up. So at 26, um, is he in play for the Rockets? I think he's absolutely in play for the Rockets. I also think it depends on what happens with the rest of the draft board, obviously. Um, So those are the two prospects uh, that we were slated to talk about tonight. I think Kessler has a legitimate shot at being a Rocket Thursday night. At 26, uh, Jabari Smith, not so much. Um, 
you know, I just I think Kessler will be a nice fit for the Rockets, especially if you know we're not worst case scenario, but if they stay at three and seventeen, I think they're definitely staying at three. At seventeen, if they stay there and they draft, let's say Tari Eason uh, forward out of LSU or Usmani Diang out of France. Um, CBS Sports has the Rockets going. Yeah, see, they the the CBS Sports has the Rockets picking up Jalen Duran from Memphis. If they end up with Jalen Duran at 17 and they get Boncaro at three, for me, that's that's a B plus, A minus draft. I know I get made fun of because you know by some on Rockets Twitter, you know that say, "Oh, Mike, you're so pessimistic all the time. Why can't you ever say anything nice?" Well, when the team has the worst record in the NBA two straight years, it's it's hard sometimes to be positive. But if they can end up with what I would call an athletic freak in Jalen Duran at 17, and they can get a forward like a Paolo Boncaro at three, I'm pretty happy. You know, and they still have 26. Um, so let's bring up our first speaker of the night. Good friend of the show, I would call. Uh, Lewis Brown out in Sugarland. LB, what's going down? Michael, two more days, man. Two more days. I can't wait. <laughs> three, three straight days of podcasting about the Rockets. I'm, I'm getting a little tired in the tooth, but you know what? We're going strong. I hear you. Hey, I got a couple of things I just want to bounce off. Go ahead. Talk me off the ledge a little bit because I am the, I guess, the ultimate Pollyanna person to where by the time this team is good, I don't want to be – you know, having to use a walker to watch the game. But a couple of things. Uh, one of the rumors I was hearing uh, on the Eric Gordon front was Philadelphia. And their 23rd for, pick. For Danny Green and something else. The 23rd pick. Okay. And I guess my problem with that is I'm tying, you know, Green is out. You know, Green is that, you yeah. know, he tore his ACL. I guess I'm tired of getting these guys that we have to pay who are just going to sit in warm in warm up suits all year. I, I, I want them to have a mentality of, okay, you know what? We'll take the 23rd pick and give us thigh ball. I don't understand why are we so against trying to bring in some guys who, can start playing with this team now. I I, I don't. I, so so let me ask you this. So it's so funny that you bring that up because are are people going to start listening to what I've been putting out there for now two years? Because I have the receipts. If you want me to, if you want me to show y'all the receipts and, and send y'all what I've been saying for the last two years, but nobody wanted to listen. That's my problem. I've been saying this for two years. They traded James Harden. They're going to luck into that deal being advantageous for them because of Kyrie Irving potentially wanting out with those draft picks all of a sudden becoming gold from Brooklyn. As long as Durant's there, those picks don't become gold. They didn't take back anything of value that helps this team right now, right? Is that a, is that a fair statement? Well, all the did, draft picks they, are in the future. They did, but, you know, one's playing for Cleveland and is an all-star and has a really cool throw – and the other but nobody guy, wants to talk about where, that, though. You know what I mean? Well, like, no one wants to talk about Jared Allen. They didn't want to pay $100 million, and I get um, Well, there's two, there's, two aspects, so, well, there's two aspects that I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page about and all of our listeners are. Two things. People have said that they didn't want Jared Allen because of the money, 
which I believe because we have one of the, the stingiest now owners in professional sports in Tillman Fertitta, who wants to spend his time talking about stupid partnerships with Methodists, you know, today instead of, you know, spending money on his roster. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, but also that if the Rockets took on Jared Allen, that they wouldn't have been as bad in that rest of that year and would not have been able to get Jalen Green, which is a fair point. I, I understand that point. So I just wanted to make sure that's been put out there, that if they took on Jared Allen, you and I and fans like us would have loved that, but they yeah. probably would have lost out on Jared Allen. But on the same token, you could also argue that they were the worst team in the league by five games that year and still didn't end up with the number one pick. So, well, yeah, and, and I'm not the big conspiracy guy. It just it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other rumor is, I'll tell you, is the one with, you know, Phoenix wanting him, which you also put that out as well. They want to get rid of salary. Once again, like Danny Green, Dario Saric, Saric, Dario Saric is also hurt. Why do we have to keep taking people's garbage? If you want Eric Gordon, you know what? I want Cam Johnson. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, good luck. I mean, you're not getting Cam Johnson. I mean, I, I would love that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, well, I would who do absolutely they think love they're going to move? What kind of salary well, do they think? Going to well, you know what they're get rid of in order to pay Aiton. Well, you know what they're doing. What what the Rockets are doing in these types of deals is they're taking on bad salary so they can pick up the draft capital, which I don't hate. I, I don't hate that move. It's smart to a certain extent, but it it's such a turnoff for fans. Like, not, and I'm not talking about you know the fanboys and the fangirls on social media that think that they have some sort of influence over the organization, they don't care what we have to say. They're going to do what they want to do. That's what they've done the last few years. And in my opinion, have alienated a large sect of the fan base that is not going to go to the games and buy a $150 jersey. They're not going to go to the games and buy $12 beers. They're not going to go to the games and pay $35 to park, which is what surrounding parking lots were charging for a game last year. Um, again, when, besides the point, what, I mean, how many, how many is uh, off for you, okay? And you had four, uh, pops, we're, we're losing you on the, uh, on the speaker. So, um, I'm going to remove you for now. Try and get to a, a better, uh, place with better Wi-Fi because you're you're cutting Hold in, on, let in me and out there. So. Okay, I'm. Is this any? Okay, so we're gonna try it one more time. We were having a really good dialogue there. We do have uh, some very interesting um, news coming out just now per Evan Massey, uh, who's been featured on Forbes, ESPN. Yahoo, Fox Sports, SI, Bleacher Report. He's an insider for Hoops Analysis Net um, as of tonight at 8.03 p.m. So that's about 17 minutes ago. Uh, tweets out, the Knicks have been fielding trade calls on Cam Reddish per source. A handful of teams, including the Suns and Rockets, have shown interest. So it does look like the Rockets are sniffing around guys that could potentially be impactful on the roster next year 
Cam Reddish, I would absolutely love to have on this team. Uh, LB, your thoughts on Cam Reddish? Well, you know, you and I have, have kicked, kicked Cam Reddish around just because the guy is an athletic freak. And I think when he went to New York last year, I think um, if you have any type of athleticism at all, Thibodeau's going to suck it right out of you, okay? So I don't think Cam Reddish had a shot to do what he is capable of doing. I think you get a guy like Reddish. I don't know what you'd have to give up for him. Do you have to give up Eric Gordon? Do you have to give up one of the picks? But if you end up this draft with Reddish, let's say Banchero, and um, take your pick of those other guys you're talking about, Eason or uh, Duran or somebody like that, that's an A. That's an A right there because you got three guys right now. Oh, and you sign, you try to make a move on Nick Claxton. I think that's how you rebuild this team. My opinion, yeah. I'm, I'm old school because I'm old, but, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being the worst team, you know, for the last two years. You know, we're not used to that stuff here. So, hey, Tillman, pretend like you give a crap, spend some money, and let's get some two- or three-year guys to play with the youngsters. Michael, great job, and I'll be listening tomorrow night, brother. My man, we appreciate you. Um, great. I mean, great stuff there. There's a lot, there's a lot to break down there. Um, we are looking at some, some updated odds, um, here per, uh, Bavada, uh, two days ago, or Paolo Boncaro was a plus 1600 to go number one overall in the draft. As of today, he's now a plus 180. That's a massive move. And if Bavada's coming out with that, that they must know something that other people don't know. So let's let's play that out real quick, right? If the Rockets were, let's say if Orlando goes uh, Paolo Boncaro at one, let's just, let's use that as an example because I would not hate that move. Although with Jonathan Isaac already in Orlando, that move doesn't make a ton of sense. But if they believe that Boncaro is the best player in the draft, and if you're Orlando, you go Paolo Boncaro. So let's say that they go Boncaro. In my opinion, Oklahoma City will go Jabari Smith because I think they they are going to take the best player available as well. They could use any one of the three guys. So if Boncaro goes one and, and, uh, and Smith goes two, all of the sudden you're staring down, if you're the Rockets, Chet Holmgren at three. And I, I've said it for, for weeks now. My official prediction, if that happens, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a you know a scapegoat way out, kind of, sort of. I've said it for months that I believe ever since the season has ended, that I believe Jaden Ivey will be a Houston Rocket Thursday night at number three. With the exception of if Jabari Smith goes one, if Jabari goes one, I believe Oklahoma City will go Holmgren, and I believe the Rockets will go Boncaro. If Boncaro goes one, then I think Smith goes two, and I believe that the Rockets, if they had to choose between Chet Holmgren and Jaden Ivey, will take Jaden Ivey. 
But that's really interesting per uh, Brado NBA on Twitter tweeted that his odds of going number one have increased from plus 1600 to plus 180. Uh, another thing, um, here's something from Clutch Fans via at uh, ESPN underscore McMahon. I've read about the Rockets maybe being in love with Boncaro to trade up. That would shock me. They've got the number three pick. There are three guys they consider stars in this draft, and they'll take whoever's left. Now, the automatic assumption with that type of statement is that everybody's going to assume that it's Jabari, Chet, and Paolo. But that could mean that maybe Chet is the odd guy out, would be my guess. Maybe they think that much of Ivy. Earlier this week, God, I can't believe that was only yesterday, uh, it was of note that the Rockets did meet with Jaden Ivy at the Combine. And there's some people that are saying, well, don't read too much into that. The Rockets are doing just doing their due diligence. They're talking to everybody. Well, okay. But the other side of that coin is that it's very plausible that why would the Rockets waste their time talking to quote-unquote everybody when they hold the number three overall pick in the draft and they're trying to make a pick to definitively make their team that much better? You know, like why, why would you just waste a conversation on a guy if you don't have some sort of intention of wanting that individual on their team. Now, one of the last things we're going to talk about tonight, because we will be live again tomorrow night here on Spotify Live, 8 p.m. Central Time. Make sure to join us. Um, so we will be live at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, 6.45 on Thursday night for the draft. We will be live with you for the entire first round. So uh, not the second round. Uh, but the first round should last approximately three hours. It's going to be a marathon. It's going to be a lot of fun here on Spotify Live. Uh, we're going to give the picks uh, outward, as, or excuse me, vocally here on the show as they come in. It's going to be a great time. Uh, but the last thing we'll uh, discuss tonight uh, is that Eric Gordon news. Uh, there are stories swirling right now that uh, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers appear to be willing to part with their 23rd overall pick in the draft. That is unconfirmed. Once again, that is unconfirmed at this point. Uh, but per Brian Windhorst, the Suns and Sixers are super interested for Eric Gordon. Rockets are trying to make moves. Um, you know, P.J. Tucker just opted out of his player option in Miami with the connection uh, with James Harden already being in Philadelphia with Daryl Morey heading up basketball operations. It's not surprising whatsoever um, that the Rock, the Sixers would have some sort of interest in Eric Gordon. Uh, it's pretty easy for me that if the Sixers are willing to part with that 23rd pick for Eric Gordon, uh, for me, I think it was a good point made by LB earlier, that I would want some sort of player uh, enhancement to that deal. Uh, but if they're willing to give up 23, that's, that's a decent pick for the Rockets. And at that point, if they stand pat with their other picks, they're staring down having three, 17, 23, and 26. There's a lot of moves that this team can make with those four picks. Don't forget, they did draft four players, uh, you know, last year, Jalen Green, Usman Garuba, Josh Christopher, and Alperen Sengun. Do I think that the Rockets, if they do this deal for Eric Gordon, are going to be drafting four players? 
No, because you're going to have eight, then eight guys on your roster that have less than two years of experience. It's not the way I would build the roster. It's not to say that, um, you know, it's not to say that it's not going to happen, but you know, the possibility, um, is there, uh, of moving at least one of those picks. So, a uh, really, really exciting time for Rockets fans. I do think that this is a, a really good place to park the rocket ship for tonight. We are so appreciative for all of our listeners. The numbers have been awesome the last couple of weeks. Uh, we appreciate y'all so much. We hope we're giving you content that you're enjoying listening to. Uh, once again, we're, I'm internally grateful. I'm very thankful for everybody that listens to the show. Uh, gives you know a, a schlub like me a, a platform to talk about the Houston Rockets. Um, if you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. You can follow the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. You can follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Uh, if you're on Facebook, make sure to search the Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, uh, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Uh, Shout out to all of our incredible writers that are doing. uh, This is our busiest time of the year, so we're cranking out super awesome content on a daily basis. So once again, that's thedreamshake.com. We'll be live here on Spotify Live at 8 o'clock Central Time tomorrow. And until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.